0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Ice House Fit podcast.
1: Hope you're all doing awesome on whatever day you are listening to this. <laughs> whatever on? day this is that yeah. we're
0: shooting it. <laughs> yeah. I had that experience this morning. Yeah, that's yeah. the
1: fun part of the world of podcasting. We record this on one day and you get to hear it whenever you actually hear it. Whenever. Yeah. Whenever
0: it works. Mm-hmm. Um, today, we wanted to talk about um, some of the, I'm going to say simple, not easy, things mm-hmm. that get you results and so we're going to talk about most of the things outside of the gym actually Mm -hmm. Um, and things that jeremy and i have tried played with experimented with because i think between the two of us we've done almost every possible fitness hack there is to try Um, and that is not because uh, we don't think what we're doing is working that's because we're curious
1: yeah, and it's been a long road for both of us yeah. in our respective journeys as well. Yeah. Either before the things that led to Ice House or after yeah. or even during.
0: Even during, yeah. Yeah. And so, like, just getting curiosity about um, it's really cool with fitness. Like, once you kind of have the framework and once you, or health, I would say, mm-hmm. um, once you have the framework, you can play a little bit. And yeah. you can really, really test in and see, like, it's like driving a car. Like once you learn how to drive a car, you can drive all the cars and see what they feel like. See
1: or at least what? most of the cars.
0: Eh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> the ones you can <laughs> get your hands on, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, So that's what we want to kind of dive into today. And I think the thing I want to start it off with is walking. Mm-hmm. And the benefits of walking. There's a fancy term for it, neat.
1: Yep, it's pretty neat. Um, <laughs> To lean into the pun Uh, the one thing that I've always noticed is because uh, like we said we've done a lot of a lot of things Mm -hmm. in the fitness and health world yeah the thing that I had to unlearn and this is an area that is pervasive in our culture as a whole is that if you want to make big changes in your life especially with your health or your body composition that you have to do the highest intensity work possible.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It must and be hard. Yeah. It's gotta be hard. Yeah. It it's has gotta to be a suffer fest. Exactly. <laughs> yeah.
1: And um, there was a great time that I had this illustrated for me was um, myself, there was a point in time where I was working out two times a day, mm-hmm. 5.30 in the morning, 5 p.m. Mm-hmm. And what I've t- always told people is you know what I got out of that. I got tired. Yeah, and that's it
0: That's it. <laughs> yep. And I think that's the the fun thing that we're trying to Prevent people from doing mm-hmm. when they come to us They don't have
1: to go down that route of yeah three hours of exercise a day and then just feeling beat up all the time
0: Yeah, and I, I remember in it when I was in that same phase because I've mm-hmm. done that I've been there um, And Somebody just looked at me and they were like more is more and I was like that doesn't make any sense more is better Right, and Mm -hmm. I think that's a very cultural thing for us here. Better is better. Just better is better. Yeah Yeah,
1: and so the thing that was really great illustration for that for me beyond my own lessons was um, Talking about like things like high-intensity exercise when we look at it from a like a physiological perspective Mm -hmm. of uh, how many calories per um per minute are we burning in high intensity exercise? It's it's quite a bit. Yeah. And we look at that number and we go, holy crap, I need to do more of that yeah. to, to burn all the calories so that I can, you know, get ripped or whatever my, my goal is. Yeah. But we look at the duration that you can do that at. Even at a at like a even a very, very fit individual, a true amount of high intensity work. We're looking what, seven, ten minutes, maybe. Yeah, maybe. And uh, before the fatigue really sits in and it starts to peter off from there.
0: Yeah, like performance decreases. Exactly. Drastically. And your
1: output decreases, all yeah. of those. Everything. But the train it, comes off the tracks. Exactly. But <laughs> bringing it back to walking,
0: yeah. how long can you walk?
1: As Days. long as your legs will take you. Yeah. Yeah.
0: As long as you got fu- fuel. You're yeah. golden.
1: And so if we graph that all out and we put it on some, uh, put time as the big uh, measurement of this. Yeah. That area under that curve for the time of what you can do walking even though the calories per minute is really low mm-hmm. The fatigue levels really low so you can continue to do it for a much longer period of time You can end up burning a lot more calories just by walking Over that seven minutes or ten minutes of really really truly a high-intensity exercise
0: Yeah, and I think it's it's downplayed though, right because it doesn't does it feel like I'm doing anything
1: there's no great badge of honor for doing 30 minutes of walking.
0: Right. And you know like, I mean, unless you're here with us in Fargo and it's 90% humidity, sometimes you don't even crack a sweat. It's true. Right.
1: Or sometimes it's negative <laughs> 50 and that's a whole and other. And you wish gradual. you could yeah. crack yeah. a sweat. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
0: Yeah. And so uh, it, one of the things that we, we tell people right away, like in their sales meeting, Um, Because sometimes when they come to us between sales meeting and first appointment due to schedules, travel, all of that stuff could be three to four days. Mm -hmm. And so one of the first things we say is get out and go for a 30 to 40 minute walk every day. Yeah. Um, In an ideal world to do that after you eat. um, Mm -hmm. But like if you're starting out, just go walk, Um, put a podcast in, put some music in, take your pups if you got them Mm -hmm. and just get out and go walk.
1: You said something really interesting that I know. But for the rest of the audience, uh, why after you eat? What's the purpose there?
0: Oh, I'm going to let you dive into the nerdery. You're the nerd in this group. I just like to like, yeah, go.
1: Uh, I wanted to share, open it up, Mm -hmm. equal opportunity nerddom. I appreciate that. Yeah. So uh, one of the things that's really great about uh, walking or activity after you eat, especially when it's low intensity exercise like walking. Is that it is going to help you regulate your insulin production. It is going to increase blood flow throughout the entire body. Mm-hmm. It's going to allow that digestion process to be much more well regulated. If you know of anybody who is a diabetic, or maybe you're a diabetic yourself, you may be familiar with a drug called metformin. Mm-hmm. I'm going to generalize the the yeah, study pieces. We'll, we'll go high. We'll go high. 15 minutes of walking has a similar effect to a single dose of metformin and that's used for insulin regulation so when you have these major major peaks of insulin production you use this drug to help stamp that down a bit and deal with that or you can walk for 15 minutes and we're not even talking like high-end like like we're literally just going for a walk everybody strolling through your neighborhood
0: whatever that is for you 15 minutes
1: no, i don't know about you
0: no ruck no nothing yeah. just you and your
1: shoes 15 minutes for me like i i realized i walk a little bit sw- swifter than most people yeah um that's around my block
0: yeah yeah that's uh that's about what mine takes to yeah. take the pups out and do a little walk yeah yeah and it's i hear it i hear it from my my own mother i just don't like it and I think it's like everything else in life, it's an acquired taste, right? We got so mm-hmm. used to not doing it that it's it's become I mean there's not a lot of places unless you live like in a downtown region that you can walk to places. Yeah, that's you know? not like, the
1: American experience. Yeah,
0: it's the like, oh, I I have to get in my car or my bike or my whatever and go do it that way. And so challenging yourself to find a path and mm-hmm. and try it, try it out. Go or to,
1: if If you do prefer something like riding your bike absolutely a leisurely ride throughout your neighborhood for about the same time period it may not necessarily be quite the same but at least it's movement
0: Movement. yeah so does this does this make that uh, swimming after you eat is actually false
1: you know I don't know about that (laughs) (laughs)
0: like if you're taking a casual swim after you eat wouldn't it be the same in theory? Yeah. You're not I mean, going to cramp and die?
1: I've never been a, I've never been a competitive swimmer, and uh, my last foray into swimming in any sort of competitive...
0: This really makes me want to take you swimming, I'm not going to lie. You
1: know, I, th- I grew up <laughs> swimming all summer long, and I thought I was a pretty great swimmer yeah. until uh, the Dakota Games a few years ago, yeah. and I was paired up with, uh, with Carl, who oh, is that's cheating a former champion. Carl doesn't count. Yeah, but like... <laughs> But i thought it was pretty okay and then you get stuck next to that guy yeah. who can really actually swim yeah uh and you're mm-hmm. like yeah no i don't know how to swim at all
0: he just did the alcatraz triathlon wow without yeah. training yeah that's
1: that's who he is yep um, <laughs> those of you know him know exactly what we're talking about but even when i was young like i would eat before we go in the pool i never had I've I never, never had
0: a, a problem either. It's just always like bad. maybe if I like
1: swallow too much water, I might feel a little sick. Absolutely, but, like, yeah. Never had any cramping issues or anything. Yeah. That's a whole new new rabbit hole to dive down and learn. Like what what what's actually the story there? I can't Is wait that till like next old... week,
0: everybody, because he he can't not dive down that rabbit hole.
1: It's true, because uh, <laughs> you know there's a there's a piece of it that might be things that we hear in the fitness world all the time of. Uh, like the myth of your knees can't pass your toes absolutely like this could be one of those this things. could be
0: yeah. yeah we could crack the code yeah get here here on the ice house podcast um something else that uh i want to talk a little bit about and um nutrition is a big focus when you start with fitness right and at its simplest form nutrition is eat real food and we talk a lot about i think everybody generally understands what quote unquote junk food is, right? Mm -hmm. It's the processed food. It's, it's the food that's on the shelves. And what we hear a lot from people that start with us is I don't want to go low carb Mm -hmm. and the, the reference point for low carb is not looking at vegetables as carbohydrates, is not Mm -hmm. looking at things like potatoes as carbohydrates. It's looking at things like everything in the middle of the grocery store, as like, I'm not willing to give up those types of carbohydrates. Mm -hmm. And, um, one of the biggest, one of the biggest factors in, in letting go of the processed foods that I don't think it's enough, um, recognition is letting go of the inflammation around those foods. Mm -hmm. Right? So when we look at things like gluten and dairy and sugar, um, which is mainly the middle of the grocery store, and a bunch of words that you can't pronounce, right? A bunch mm-hmm. of ingredients that are made to make it taste sweeter and happier and all the things, but the amount of inflammation that you store in your body. And so for me personally, um, 2020 was like a, a little deep dive into eating my feelings. <laughs> and so, uh, coming out of that and letting go of all of the, like I'm going to call them sad foods because that's what they kind of make me feel like. Um, Nothing has really changed except for the amount of inflammation in my body. Mm -hmm. And when we have an overdose of inflammation, that's where we get into all of the chronic issues, Mm -hmm. right? And so one of the biggest uh, reasons that we start to get to like, let's just eat real food is because your body at a very high level, this isn't super, I'm not going to nerd out completely on this, but your body knows what to do with it. Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't create that inflammatory response. And there's people that's gonna that are going to nitpick and deep dive and be like nightshades and this and that. But mm-hmm. like as a general rule, real food doesn't do that to you. Mm-hmm. Real food keeps you moving, keeps your joints healthy. Um, like Jeremy was talking about a 15-minute walk could keep you from using metformin. Eating real food could bring all of your baseline levels back to normal.
1: Mm-hmm. In not very long periods of time either.
0: I, I mean, I've seen the fastest. I, I well, not even the fastest. The the most recent I've seen was sixty days. Mm-hmm. Went from like a total trash panel to everything back to normal. Yeah. And it's not necessarily a restrictive thing. Mm-mm. That's not saying like you can't ever have some of the things that taste sweet and make you feel like home and all of those things. Mm-hmm. But if you could live. Eighty percent of your life with real food. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even have to be organic. Well, let's just get to real food. Mm-hmm. Life drastically changes.
1: Yeah. Mostly real food is the thing that I tell people. Yeah. And the other part of it is, when we, when most of us embark on some sort of a fitness journey, mm-hmm. it's either be, it's it's body composition. Yep.
0: 100%. Either we want
1: to get smaller leaner or bigger, or bigger. <laughs> we had, we, like more muscle yep. is usually one of the pieces mm-hmm. and then keeping body fat down or lowering it is yep. another piece of it yep because of that we end up in this idea of I have to be on a diet and mm. it has to be restrictive I can yep. never have the things that actually do make yeah make me feel joyful like I will admit I love pizza I, I'm, I'm sure everybody also is like, well, no crap, man. We all do. <laughs> uh,
0: it's um, so tasty. Yeah.
1: And one of the things that I've had to learn and let go of, because I've done as many diets as you could possibly right think of. I've, I've experimented with it yep. from eating 85% of my calories as, as fat yep. to uh, lots of carbs to I think I dabbled in some carnivore things at one point tried a lot of things. Yep. The thing that has made the most impact has been changing how I view the nutrition aspect of it. Yeah. And no longer looking at what do I need to take away. Yep. What can I add? Yeah. The great example of this is when you're in social situations. Say you're at the ubiquitous work pizza party. Yeah. There's pizza involved. You could be the person that grabs the plate, loads up three slices, loads up some breadsticks, pours yourself a uh, glass of soda yeah. or beers or whatever, whatever it happens to be, yep. and just goes ham on that. Or the alternative being, you know this is coming up, maybe some forewarning, mm-hmm. likely the day or the week or whatever. Pre planning, bringing something additional with this. You know that there's only going to be pizza and breadsticks and yeah. soda. Yeah. Bring yourself some vegetables. Heck, if you want to be nice, you can bring a veggie tray for everybody.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, knowing that you're probably going to be the only person Just eating, eating
0: it.
1: <laughs> and so rather than saying, I'm not going to have pizza or I'm only going to eat on my black container like a psychopath. Yep not saying that people who meal prep are psychopaths, but there is a special... There's a special bit.
0: place for people that can just eat their macros every single yeah.
1: time. And uh, add the vegetables to your pizza. Have your slice of pizza. Yeah. Have your breadstick, and then eat as many vegetables as you can. Yeah. You get to ha- literally have both of those things. Absolutely. And you can feel great about that because you got to scratch the pizza itch. Yep without then having that guilt and shame afterwards of, oh man, I really blew it.
0: Well, then it, it when you get into that shame spiral, here comes everything else that you think you've deprived yourself of, right? Here comes the donuts, here come the Oreos, here come the M&Ms, here come all of the things that you have told yourself you've deprived yourself of. Mm-hmm. And when you can get to the place where you're like, great, I had a slice of pizza, and you can move on, it's like everything, all the building blocks line up, mm-hmm. right, and we don't have to have the spiral.
1: Yeah, you're no longer in that space of, well, I already failed, so we might as well fail as hard as we can.
0: It's Just this right. space plant. Yeah, <laughs> and also, we've I, both been on that train too. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah.
1: But that's also where a momentary lapse in a less than ideal circumstances Mm -hmm. becomes a one meal turns into a day turns into a weekend turns into a week a month and that's how we develop a lifestyle that's
0: less than optimal
1: less than optimal and built completely around um an energy balance from our carbohydrates and fats that is completely out of whack with what our body actually needs
0: yeah yeah and it's um I think what's been fun about this uh, like less depriving thing and and something that happens when you start to eat real food is food starts to taste different, Mm -hmm. right? And so a lot of our, I'm going to call them less optimal foods. They're not bad, they're just less optimal. Mm -hmm. Um, So like the middle of the grocery stores, the pizzas and things like that, especially anything that's um, bought out of a box or a bag has typically been artificially sweetened has been sweetened, enhanced, (laughs) and I mean, just imagine some guys just pushing the enhance button. Mm -hmm. Um, And so when we experience foods like apples and strawberries and things, they don't taste as sweet. Um, And so once we can break the cycle of the processed food, green beans are actually kind of sweet. You start to taste the sweetness in real food. You start to taste the sweetness in vegetables. Um, And and in like some fruits, like I had some strawberries this morning and I was like, whoa, these are like sugar bombs. It was so great. (laughs) And so you get a different perception of your food. Mm -hmm. Um, And that takes, if you're on the processed food train, that can take 10 days a month, two months for everything to like realign your hormones, to realign um, everything to kind of come back to homostasis, Mm -hmm. right? And so like we talk, it has taken as quick as 60 days and for some people that have never been on the real food wagon right or on the train it can take a little bit longer Mm -hmm. and um starting to celebrate those little wins of when you go to the pizza party and you're like oh i had two slices of pizza and i'm right back on the train Mm -hmm. right and you're like that was a meal yeah yeah it's a cool place to be and it's something cool that um, with a little accountability can be really helpful and as you start to move your body more as you start to, to exercise or walk or um, Do activities outside? You'll notice the feeling is different mm-hmm. You'll notice when you have the weekend that like you had a uh, You traveled to a wedding somewhere and you were just kind of in what you had was you made the best choices possible Maybe but maybe it wasn't what you're used to eating yeah. You come back and that first workout is like, whoa, yeah, <laughs> you know, absolutely. and that's, that's a normal part of it.
1: Or you start to, if you've been on the, uh, the changes for a while and you start to notice like, oh, Hey, my, my stomach doesn't look as puffy, as
0: bloated, as yeah. bloated up.
1: And then immediately following, <laughs> yeah, you're like, what the hell? it looks like I just gained 40 pounds even though the number on the scale hasn't changed
0: yeah yeah all of that's that good inflammation and bloat yeah 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 and so when you have that experience because i've had that just recently um it's interesting to think that at one point in my life i was just living in that
1: mm-hmm.
0: like my college years I, i'm the bus would stop at mcdonald's or uh, after a basketball game that's mm-hmm. just where we would stop which is just it blows my mind that that's where you put You just roll into mcdonald's with a bunch of high-level athletes. Good luck everybody (laughs) You
1: know, that's that's funny This is a complete segue, but like the more coaches that I talk to that work with high-level athletes Mm -hmm. like Peak performing athletes like Mm -hmm. that's more of the norm than we realize
0: absolutely. Yeah, and and There are some sports that just require calories and there are some sports that don't And I the one that I chose (laughs) to play I think was like middle-of-the-road Towards the don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sixty minutes of basketball does not require three cheeseburgers and four large fries. It's true. <laughs> you know, just do the quick math for like
1: twenty four hundred calories or something like that. Yeah. Or right. yeah. you know we have the jokes of the. Uh, I like to pick on powerlifters. I love all my powerlifting friends yep. as much as I. But they're yep. they're fun to pick on. But you know, all right, we did our set. Of, we did one set of deadlifts. Now it's time to go to McDonald's. Yeah. So we t- so we can get. Back in time for our second set of deadlifts.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. So true. Um, Something else I want to talk about that's a little bit newer, and I imagine that you've done a little bit of research on this too. Um, And since we have some today, the importance of getting sunshine.
1: Yeah. That is beyond the thing that most people understand of what the sunshine gets you, which is vitamin D.
0: There's so much more.
1: There's more to this equation, or more to this thing that, that like helps us out. For those of you at home, I want you to think about, if you are a person that lives in the great white north of Fargo, North Dakota, think of those deep, dark days of the winter where the sun doesn't come up until what seems like 10 a.m.
0: It really, I I think it's actual today. <laughs> I think mean, there probably are some dates that are like that I don't know the exact sunrise dates <laughs> in, On the like winter solstice 845 but to 9 Yeah, yeah. but
1: it, it does feel like you don't actually see it until Well, it's almost noon mm-hmm. And oh, hey look, it's going the other direction already
0: mm-hmm.
1: Our bodies And specifically Our eyes Are meant to take in some of those Those ultraviolet rays Yeah There's a reason why people love the people with seasonal affective disorder really love the happy lights yeah um getting up in the dark isn't necessarily something that we were wired for i've been saying
0: we weren't meant to live in fargo forever it's true (laughs) Uh,
1: we have adapted because humans are wonderfully adaptive. It's true. We can adapt to near all, near anything, any situation. Although
0: I will say, I think we need our deep dark winter because the sun does not set in the summer, and so it's we true. need that sleep. Yeah, we We're trying need to catch that up. downtime. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, but getting that sunshine or getting that ultraviolet light into the eyes, into okay. the backs of the retinas, oh. is w- <clears throat> excuse me, is what sets the circadian rhythm. It gives your body the signal from thousands and thousands of years of adaptation yeah. of living in the wilderness, hunter-gatherers, that it's time to be awake. We sunshine. rise with the sunshine. Yep. The light starts to come up and it allows us to be awake. If we can set our circadian rhythm, which is the fancy thing that controls our, our body's clock. Yeah we can better tap into that and use it to our um, benefits. We can sleep on time, we can sleep well, mm-hmm. and we can wake up and feel awake and rested.
0: Yeah, and that's, um, so if you're in Fargo, I wanna talk about this a little bit because that is one of the challenges of our summer, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, Jeremy and I are both, uh, we kind of have like a split shift at the gym right now. so. Um, we're both there early, early in the morning, um, usually opening it around like 5, 5.15, somewhere in there. And then one or both of us is usually closing it down somewhere around like 7, but there's a break in the middle for the most part. And so one of the things I've noticed is um, especially these like a month before the solstice and a month after the solstice, the sun sets in Fargo somewhere around 9.30 p.m. And the sun rises somewhere around five thirty AM. And so which is beautiful, that sunrise, I am so thankful for that early morning light because mm-hmm. getting up at four, it's like, okay, there's like you can see the crack of the sunrise at four AM and you're like, Yes, it's gonna happen. Um, the nine thirty PM though, however, I get got all the time. Um, And so I find myself in this six hour of sleep place, which is not optimal for me at all I can do it for like two days and then like good luck everybody Um, and so starting to Down-regulate at 745 when the Sun looks like it's at like 530 p.m Mm -hmm. um, Can be really challenging and so It's interesting because I've played the light blocking curtain game Mm -hmm. however the morning doesn't the light doesn't come in and then I'm groggy and like, I don't wake just with trying the to sun find necessarily the balance
1: between the two. Yeah. need Some robot curtains. I know. Right. Yeah. Like
0: the, they just crack open at 4am. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but what's worked best for me lately has been an eye mask. Mm-hmm. Um, because I can put that on at night and block the light. Mm-hmm. And there are, I never knew the fanciness of eye masks that are out there. I won't lie. The first one I started with was like a, five dollar airport I don't special I not think it was five dollars
1: <laughs> something that you inherited from a spa somewhere it
0: was mm-hmm. no it was from uh it was from an event that I went to that they handed them out and oh. so they did the like the, you know they probably paid the fifty dollars for five hundred of them mm-hmm. yeah I started out with one of those and uh when you put that on and you get the proper eye mask like it will start to block all of the the rays that keep you awake and mm-hmm. start to downregulate you and it's interesting how your body is like eye mask Ooh, sleepy time yeah right and it's not necessarily instant instant but for it's pretty close for me now like yeah you train and
1: the the body recognizes it experience
0: for uh for an eye mask um but blocking some of that light is Mm -hmm. crucial for me and then sometime in the middle of the night because i flip and flop and flip and flop it i pop it off Mm -hmm. and so that i do have that morning light yeah um but finding a routine if you're up here if you're if you're waking up you know even if you're trying to trying to wake up at six right that sun sets at 9 30 it's light till 10 10 15 10 30 sometimes here and so um finding that um light blocking solution that works for you yeah. can be really important absolutely yeah
1: if you're looking if you are the type of person who is technologically inclined and really loves the tech dorky stuff that i love um, you can take a different route to that as well so I'm
0: excited to hear about this
1: so how I have my setup is so I have the light blocked uh, mm-hmm. so then I don't see the Sun sunlight mm-hmm. um, which is important because my living room is uh, directly facing west mm. so yep when about seven o'clock hits it is direct sunlight yeah and it warms everything up and it's it's like it's noon yeah And if i don't have that blocked out i will never get to sleep fair um so i have that blocked out i have uh fancy light bulbs that are part of like smart home automation pieces of it they're led you can change the colors of them they connect into my automation software um, either Google Home or Alexa or whatever you use, mm-hmm. you can set this up. I have it set up at, I think 7.30 it actually starts to change the color of the light Yeah. it changes it from being a more blue shifted yep. to a more red shifted so it starts to seem warmer like the sun is going down, down yeah. Um, another thing that I haven't experimented with this very much but I've heard a lot of other people talk about this as another winding down and also like a down regulatory piece of this uh, light some candles light yourself a little candle yeah like thinking that's of that's my
0: nighttime shower yeah is a candle yeah yeah
1: thinking about what humans did for thousands and thousands of years yeah. we all sat around a fire yeah so there's a little bit of that um, that shared ancestry that's still there of sitting around a fire at night time, getting ready to go to sleep. Yeah. So something like that. Um, when, so it's set to automatically start to go into the red, and it actually starts to dim. And it dims and it dims and it dims and it dims. Yeah. So when the light's completely dim, it's like, oh, no, i got to go to sleep.
0: Yeah.
1: And so it's like my own, it's my reverse alarm clock. <laughs> and it does the opposite in the morning. Comes back light. It starts to starts to brighten up, brighten up, brighten up, very, very blue, yellow light,
0: Yeah.
1: and so a lot of times I'm, I am awake before the alarm's going off yeah. because it's bright. It's bright in there. Yeah. yeah.
0: I have that for an alarm clock in the winter. Yeah. I don't use it in the summer, but I use it in the winter. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Those are handy. This, but this is the whole room I can't do the whole room because yeah.
0: the person sleeping next to me would probably club me like old-fashioned <laughs> just club me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she would not be happy
1: I've only got the dog yeah, it, that's, it,
0: he that's is he's gone on the regular joy clock yeah. anyway
1: well he's usually awake an hour before that happens anyway. Yeah. so yeah his clocks a whole other situation it's
0: a whole different different yeah. ballgame um, one of the things that Jeremy alluded to was the importance of sunshine in your eyes and this can be a little bit more of a struggle for us fargo people in the winter however in the summer we have take advantage of all of it don't do the like but we can't do it in the winter game Mm -hmm. um is getting direct sunlight in your eyes windows do not count um if you're if you're in the house crack the window all the way down it'll come through the screen Mm -hmm. but all of our windows if you've had them in the last i'd say 20 years um block all of the important lights that we need because they make your furniture look funny and they dim your rugs and they make your wood floors look funny. So we've taken all of the lights up when it shouldn't. Yep, all of the things. So, um, is getting that light directly into your eyes for like three to five minutes. It doesn't have to be this whole long time, but if you're just, uh, like a slow rolling into your morning instead of watching the news, which is a totally different conversation that we'll have, um, Stare at the sun, not like stare at it because that's not optimal (laughs) either, but like sit in the sun um, so that you can get some of that light into your eyes. Mm -hmm. One of the best places we get vitamin D is actually through our eyes Um, and it's it's lost. We think we we are always putting sunglasses on. We're always blocking the sun in some way, shape or form. Mm -hmm. And we need a lot of the really cool things that I mean, it helps regulate our body water. It helps there's like the list that we could post is, is pretty enormous about what the sun actually does for us. That's another really simple way, especially like you get up, you eat breakfast, you go for a 15-minute walk, you're getting all of that, bam, right there, first thing in the morning. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There's also a point of, and this is for more of the people who have a desk job. Yeah. If you're listening to this and you've experienced times where you feel like you just can't stare at your monitor anymore. (laughs) um maybe you've got a little eye twitch going on you've got a headache uh your eyes hurt i worked in technology long enough that that doesn't happen for me anymore i just found a way to power through
0: it <laughs> it happens you just dumbed it down, dumbed I've, uh, it down. I've adapted <laughs> that's yeah. right, we'll, we'll go there <laughs> yep yeah
1: um one of the things that's happening is is that uh again looking back to our history as humans uh we weren't really meant to have things that close in our field of vision for a very long period of time. Or
0: sit for that long. Yep. Like both of those are things that we weren't meant to do.
1: But from a vision standpoint, getting out and getting this, being able to look at something further in the distance is going to give your eyes and your brain the contrast needed to make those times in front of your monitor or in front of your computer a lot easier to deal with. Yeah, and it's going to diminish that effect of feeling like you've got that pressure in your head From staring at the screen all this time.
0: I am going to rat out my age Mm -hmm. Um, And I remember when we got the first computer lab I was in in high school and The teachers would set timers I think it was like 15 to 20 minutes when we were in the computer lab and a bell would go off and we all had to stand up and look around the room because they were so scared it was gonna make us blind.
1: Well that was the thing of like don't sit too close to the TV. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so when we when we got computers, they would like a bell would go off and they'd be like, stand up, look around, everybody look around. Yeah, that's how old I am. And now they're just like sit there and grind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, nobody's gotten blind yet. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we're good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh.
1: So we had walking. Yeah. We've got sunlight.
0: Sunshine.
1: What else we got? We talked a little bit about food. Food. And inflammation. Yep. yep.
0: Um, I think that alludes to the last, like, what comes to mind. Brain is sleep.
1: Mm-hmm. The one that...
0: I'll sleep when I'm dead.
1: Yeah. The hardest one.
0: It is. It's so interesting how hard it is, even as people who know, mm-hmm. right? Like, I just alluded to I get six hours sometimes because I'm like, sunshine. Yeah. <laughs> Crap, I got to go to bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: What's... What do you think is the heart why is it so difficult for people why is it so difficult for for yourself
0: um well right like i'll be honest my whole right now it's literally because of sunshine because mm-hmm. i love summer i am like olaf like mm-hmm. i love summer um however when it's not it's that it's the hardest part of a consistent routine and mm-hmm. i think it's in, I have gotten drastically better, however, what we're taught is, I'll sleep when I'm dead, what Mm -hmm. I had to unlearn was that, and I had to unlearn that it's okay to just be, Mm -hmm. and in that okay to just be, it's okay to go to bed at 7.45, 8 Mm o'clock, right, and get up at four, but like, um, even if I don't get up at four, um, it's okay to go to bed at 8.30 or 9. I think there's this there's been this perception that if I go to bed that early I'm not doing enough mm-hmm. like when is everything gonna get done and what I've come to realize is not everything ever gets done no matter how hard I try i never get to everything getting done
1: so then you spend a lot of time spinning your wheels obsessing about things that you're not going to do anyways
0: Yeah, or that, like, don't matter. Mm -hmm. Like, they don't matter at all. Yeah. Not even a little bit. And so it came down to prioritizing. Yeah. It came down to prioritizing and intentionality. Mm -hmm. So um, we have created a life that we get to set up how we want for the most part. Right? And I alluded to Jeremy and I work slightly longer days right now. And mm-hmm. we're in the process of hiring coaches and doing things like that. So that's not a forever. That's a, oh, we can see the, the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. And we also get to in, be very intentional about um, what our time looks like and what things are most important to us in the business and out of the business. Mm-hmm. Right? And so um, that realization was huge for me. And like, I've heard it before, but actually like feeling it and being in it, it was like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and the reality is if, like, if we look at the business, if we look at, if we look at Ice House, so um, Jeremy's director of operations, I'm the owner. We have, we could and have in the past and are working on, we could create to-do lists that would lap Fargo.
1: I have some of them somewhere. (laughs) I have multiples. Uh,
0: And the reality is if we can get one to three things done a day, Mm -hmm. that is a killer day. That is a really effective day Mm -hmm. because that will also happen tomorrow and will happen the next day and will happen the next day. And the struggle comes is when you think you have to get it all done today. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's a hard one to break right that um, that I need to
1: change the world today today because I feel like I'm behind I'm not where I want to be right now
0: because of scarcity right yeah. because of scarcity and so I see that a lot in our clients mm-hmm. I see that as a lot in 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 culture in general mm-hmm. and you know you you pop on the Instagrams, the Facebooks, the TikToks, and it's like, hustle, more, do, go. Mm -hmm. If you're not creating, if you're not doing, if you're not always doing, there's something wrong with you. Mm -hmm. And we look at like, I'll use it like the gym. If if you only come to the gym, if the gym is the only place you ever move your body, you create this fitness capacity that's like this huge bucket and you never use it mm-hmm. it's just this thing that like you have right you barely walk you go to your desk you come to the gym somehow you're getting fitter you're eating right you're doing those things mm-hmm. at some point you're gonna hit this place which I believe you and I have both been at which is like what's the point point? Mm-hmm. and it's the same with everything else right like if I, just, if I just keep grinding in the gym and keep grinding in the gym and I, I check all of the gym boxes, I do all of the things, at what point do I get to use that in play? At yeah. what point do I get to book the vacation to Machu Picchu or or climb a 14er or experience something
1: mm-hmm.
0: because I'm this fit?
1: The keying into something that I've started to bring into my clients and is something that I believe wholeheartedly is that there's a... Big difference between what you're talking about, which I would define as working out
0: mm-hmm.
1: and training. Yes. Training, even though you may not have a specific goal today, you are preparing yourself for something. Yeah. Working out is checking the box because you feel you have to. You have to. Training yeah. is something you get to do because yeah. you're training for things that you get to do. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. And when you can make that flip and and it's interesting because my athlete brain just spiked like what are we training for Mm -hmm. right and i don't know what that is yet yeah right and it's actually i do know what that is it's training for the opportunity to say yes
1: Mm -hmm. training to be able to do all the things you want to do when you want to do them so
0: that when somebody calls and uh i'm just staring at my bike helmet so as we were walking up to the podcast studio, we are uh, very grateful to be able to use Tellwell's uh, podcast mm-hmm. studio. And one of their employees, he and I, uh, have mountain biked quite a bit. And he just walked by and he's like, Sunday, I see you have a helmet on. Are we biking on Sunday? And that's why I train.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I can be like, yeah, what time? What time are we leaving? Let me know. I'll be there. Do I need to be at your house? You come to my house? Like, um, It's the person we met, on, or not we met, we spoke about on, on episode one. Like her daughter's like, hey, I'm going to Europe. Are you coming? And she's like, yes. Mm-hmm. And she hiked some ridiculous amount of miles. Yep. It's, it's one of our other members who is on this really amazing summer journey. I think she's on s- National Park number three or four um, okay. with her daughter. All right. um, yeah. And she, she keeps posting pictures. We have a private Facebook group and she'll post pictures in there. I think yeah. this is like number four of the summer. That she's just like cool. I'm going. Yep. Let's do this. And they've hiked. I don't know how many miles. Mm-hmm. And I don't think her. F- I think she's been with us for about five years. Mm-hmm. Her five year ago self would have ever thought that this self was coming
1: to be able to just go and do.
0: Just go and do. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Very different shift. Yeah. Bringing it back to the sleep piece of this. Sorry. I okay. that was a
0: lovely little tangent. Yeah. Thanks for riding with yeah. us, everybody. Um,
1: <laughs> one piece of it that I always,
0: <laughs> we or were not on always, sleep, but we? <laughs> yeah, we were on We went on Sorry, a whole everybody. other thing. I did.
1: Um, one thing I challenge people to think about. It's so. We rewind a bit. When we talk about nutrition, we always think about diet. We always think of restriction. We always think of what are we giving up.
0: Yeah.
1: The thing that I run into myself and also people that i work with and just humans in general the hardest part of getting sleep is that you have to give up things
0: yeah yeah
1: why is it that we are so quick to do that with our food but not our recovery like giving up things to actually make the recovery happen which is where Mm. sleep exists
0: yeah that's a great point is like you're giving up
1: um giving up time with your spouse you're giving up time binging netflix you're giving up time doing things that you ultimately want to be doing right but you have to then make a sacrifice of something to make the recovery happen yeah And so there's some fomo
0: in there as well yeah
1: um if you've already packed your schedule as full as you possibly can and that's the only moments that you have with people who who you care about, yeah. then yeah, it makes it really difficult. It makes it really really, really difficult to prioritize your sleep when you're like, Well, I can I can survive on six. It's fine.
0: And that's what's so interesting when, when people come and, and they've been on the exterior doing all the things, right? They're eating right, they're training, they're mm-hmm. um, putting in that work and they we have an in body, so it gives us like body composition. And we'll test people every Know, 30 to 60 to 90 days depending on the person depending on their goals mm-hmm. and when you have a 30 day person that starts to lose muscle mass and increase body fat and nothing has changed and then you get to have that conversation of like hey let's talk about your sleep because mm-hmm. this is telling me it's not happening
1: sleep or stress it's and one of the two
0: they go on the deep dive of like it can't be my food. It can't be this. And I'm like, it's the one thing you're not looking at. Mm-hmm. You're the one thing you've yet to take seriously. And there's a sleep study out there that uh, I should look up the exact one. Um, but it talks about how if you take performance athletes and you give them seven days without sleep, they're pre-diabetic.
1: It's, I believe it's less than seven days because so I just heard that uh, that study again. Yeah, and um, it's I believe it was within three days. Yeah, if I remember that will come back pre-diabetic. Yeah,
0: and so. If you think about that, like how that was the thing I heard this a long time ago And that was the thing that was like, oh sleep is real mm-hmm. um, Prioritizing sleep has It's amazing like and think about the times where you've gotten sleep and you're like, oh mm-hmm. You know like everything flows everything feels easier even like if you're up against obstacles, they're like, okay, yeah, you can manage them from a much better place, like you're training uh, I've tried to train on four to five hours of sleep one time, and it was it was did not go well mm-hmm.
1: um or you make it happen once or twice and you try to do it again and it
0: yeah the fall off, yeah, they fall off very quickly, yeah um and so once I think it's like once you have that realizations once the light bulb comes on, mm-hmm. sleep becomes such a priority, yeah. Yeah,
1: I recently had a conversation with one of my athletes um, she was asking on how she can she she has big goals that she wants to achieve how can I push harder to get to this place do I need to change my workouts mm. things like that and I asked her a question do you want do you want the real answer or do you want the smart ass answer and she's like uh, just give me one of them I was like well they're the same answer and it's to sleep, sleep. more you need to sleep yeah You need to find a way to make that happen yeah we're always looking for what more can we add what supplement can I take what what additional workout can I add again Mm -hmm. more is only more more yeah in those regards more sleep is also more yeah better sleep is also better yep from a overall perspective of things that are going to move the needle the furthest the fastest for you Sleep Sleep. is up there at the top.
0: Yeah If not the top
1: it is. Yeah, the reason that There's been a movement to get that going as the most important thing for people Mm -hmm. or to be the 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 new magic cure-all. Yeah Um, the problem is that because of our unwillingness to give up things throughout the day or our willingness to always add more, mm-hmm. that it makes it near impossible for us.
0: Because that means we have to say no, and that's a whole other podcast yeah. episode. Absolutely. <laughs> but this has been amazing.
1: Yeah. We got into it quite a bit.
0: Yeah, we did. That was great.
1: Yeah. Um, stay tuned for the next episodes that are coming up. Yeah. We're, we're doing these weekly they'll be rolling out um, share these with your friends share these with your family members if they helped you they probably will help somebody else yeah. or they will help somebody else take the probably out of it <laughs> yeah
0: yeah thanks so much everybody this has been great we'll yeah. see you next week
1: have an awesome day